0: Already? we got to give Mike Seidel, Seidel of the Weather Channel, he's got to get a groin kick. Did you see what he did over the weekend? I I actually did see it. He did the fake lean into the wind. Uh, (laughs) While behind him are a couple of guys in shorts, walking along like it's a Sunday in the park. Hey, should we go have lunch over here? Yeah, they clearly (laughs) you know, and the other thing that's so ridiculous about this, the storm was bad enough. Right. Seidel didn't have to sell it. And So here he is. uh, He's warning the uh, listeners that Florence might be the storm of the century. And uh, now this video has been viewed millions of times. He is seen leaning into the wind and rain, appearing to struggle to maintain his balance. (laughs) Like all good news anchors would do. Then Seidel's cameraman pans out and captures two guys casually strolling (laughs) in the background. So uh, and and he said, reporting from Willington, North Carolina, Seidel said, this is about as nasty as it's been. And then the camera pans out, and there are these two guys that are just not clearly not affected by the wind at all, and uh, it's uh, to me a sign that his cameraman sold him down the river. Oh yeah, uh, don't you think?
1: Yeah, because yeah. he was going okay.
0: Well, he Fred. did,
2: and he did give it the the quick upward glance to make sure that those two guys were in full full viewing area. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then Weather Channel is is uh, obfuscating this. They're they're, well, they're lying, it seems to me. Right.
1: <laughs> we see what happened.
0: It says, well, it's important to note that the two individuals in the background are walking on concrete, and Mike Seidel is trying to maintain <laughs> oh. his footing on wet grass. Oh, sure. Uh, and he was undoubtedly exhausted. <laughs> uh, can you play the audio, Okay, uh, picking it up here in Wilmington,
1: North Carolina, right at the Intracoastal, and we're in one of these bands. This is about a. Nasty as it's been. We had some like this last night. And he's it's leaning the into the this wind that doesn't
0: exist band, at the, the moment.
1: Dark and raucous uh, night at the hotel. And this wind gusting again. Over...
0: And then behind him. And behind him are casual, two guys casually strolling. You know,
2: I don't know this guy at all. But do you think that this was a, 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 a note from Hierobald? Like, hey, let's really try to sell this.
0: No, I think... Uh, first give him a groin kick. That deserves this.
2: Yeah. Oh, ooh. Oh, oh, oh in the rain. Oh. In Ouch. the rain. Right. You had bad footing. Right.
0: I, I think I, I I don't know what to think. Uh nothing surprises me anymore. uh clearly, clearly he was doing the fake lean when you see the behavior of the two guys twenty <laughs> feet behind him.
1: He was looking c- over their shoulder to see who's this guy who's in this, this moron coat? pretending to lean into the wind. <laughs> right.
0: And of course, he's got the whole outfit on, you know, the rain gear, the hood, and yeah. the whole deal. And it it's, I think, Johnny Height might correct me if I'm wrong. I think this all might have started with Dan Rather. <laughs> Didn't Dan Rather report on uh, some major hurricane in yep. Texas in 1960 or whatever? And that's yep. how he got to start. Yep. And ever since then, I think these guys are hoping for stardom by going out into storms and hoping to God they get knocked down. Yes. And when it became evident, apparently, to Seidel that he wasn't going to get knocked down, he faked leaning into the wind. (laughs) He's got to make... He had to justify his... uh, Look at the danger I'm exposing myself to. All to bring you, Weather Channel viewers, the latest weather news from uh, Wilmington. The storm is bad enough. Right. You didn't need to do this nonsense.
1: ABC uh, weather anchor Ginger Z. She was um, in some type of parking garage and had to be evacuated because Uh, it was so dangerous. Well, don't go. Yeah. I I understand that there's a lot of wind and rain. I don't need to see David Muir saving the world while he's in the middle of a hurricane. No. And the chief offsite
0: correspondent, Kelsey, alerted me to a wonderful piece uh, by a guy named uh, a climatologist, Dr. Roy Spencer. Okay. So he's he's not a radio host. He's not a podcast host. Right. He's just a scientist, doctor. And he said Hurricane Florence is not climate change or global warming, it's just the weather. And you know, granted, it's horrible. The flooding is.
1: Right. But you, you, you could not have stopped Hurricane Florence with a, a different light bulb or uh, putting uh, carrot oil in your gas tank. No, he said this is due to natural weather patterns. Uh, even before Florence made
0: landfall, Uh, predicted damage from potentially catastrophic flooding from the storm was already being blamed on global warming writing for NBC News Christina Dahl contended with each new storm we are forced to question whether this is our new climate change fueled reality and to ask ourselves what we can do to minimize the toll from supercharged storms b as in b s as in s Uh, But but like most claims regarding global warming, the real effect is small, probably temporary, and most likely due to natural weather patterns. Any changes in hurricanes over 70 years, even if real, can easily be part of natural cycles or incomplete data. Coastal lake sediments along the Gulf of Mexico shoreline from 1,000 to 2,000 years ago suggest more frequent and intense hurricanes than occur today. Why? No one knows the answer. The Massachusetts Bay Colony in 1635 experienced a Category 3 or 4 storm with up to a 20-foot storm surge. While such a storm does not happen in New England anymore, it happened there again in 1675. Uh, Until 2017, the United States went 11 years without a major hurricane strike, Mm -hmm. something that is statistically very improbable. Nine years into that 11-year hurricane drought, a NASA scientist computed it as a 1-in-177-year event. And what were we told?
1: Got lucky. We were lucky. You didn't get when you were lucky.
0: Now it's fashionable to blame stalling hurricanes on global warming. In the case of Florence, the jet stream is indeed pushed farther north. But examination of a weather map of the atmospheric flow at an altitude of 18,000 feet shows the jet stream is pushed farther south over North, over north America. That kind of variation uh, is, is called weather, according to Dr. Uh, Roy. What's his name? dr roy spencer it's called weather that's what happens and then of course we uh we've already pointed out and i think most reasonable people would agree the severity of the storms hasn't increased but the damage numbers have because more people are now living in harm's way
1: we'll even look at that that the the storm uh, kind of fizzed out a little bit but it still brought all the water and now all the water is what's wreaking havoc because people live
0: there. Roy W. Spencer is a principal research scientist at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Huntsville. He is the author of the Kindle eBooks Inevitable Disaster, Why Hurricanes Can't Be Blamed on Global Warming, and Global Warming Skepticism for Busy People. Hmm. Well, that's me. I'm, I'm a global warming skeptic, and I'm, I'm very busy. Very busy. Yeah. But I, uh, I, I, I can't—how fi- can you find fault with what he's saying? Why do people so des- why do people so desperately want to believe that that hurricane that's that's inundated, Wilmington? Why do they so desperately want to believe it's because Mom's driving a minivan? and the people that desperately want to believe that and want to hector us about it uh how, how did the weather channel people get to north Car- North Carolina? you think they walked?
1: right Was well, there took irony a bike. in the, is there irony in the fact that they are? They don't really believe that it can be nature that does it, but they want to be so organic and give this back to Mother Earth, yeah. not realizing that Mother Earth, she's not really nice. She doesn't play nice all the time. Well, it has nothing to do with nice. Man is not bigger than nature.
0: Nature is bigger than man. And uh, this Christine, Christina Dahl writing for NBC News with each new storm, we are forced to question whether this is our new climate change fueled reality. Do you think she has a car?
1: Yeah, and she goes. You think to she's flown? Watches TVs. You goes think to she's movies. got air
0: conditioning? Yep. Washer and dryer, microwave. Yep. yep. Classic. What are these hypocrites doing? I'll say it again. There's only one guy who can lecture me. Pedro, Pedro Luca. Luca lives in a cave. Lives in a cave. Lives in a cave.
1: And he doesn't want to do anything else about it. <laughs>
0: You learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Keep that groin kick ready.
1: Okay. Uh, Where is it?
0: Oh, for Pete's sake. Where is it? Here it is. Uh, Emails uh, discovered by both uh, the Minneapolis uh, and St. Paul newspapers show that uh, St. Paul mayor uh, Melvin Carter rejected privately raised funds yeah. to have a July 4th uh, fireworks display. Boo.
1: I don't get this, Joe.
0: The St. Saint Paul Saints had lined up major donors. A fireworks vendor received a permit. The city council member offered to help fundraise, but he uh, he rejected all of that. Uh, he repeatedly declined to organize and even blocked the July 4th fireworks celebration. 246 pages of correspondence were uh, requested from the city clerk's office by the Minneapolis Star Tribune. The mayor informed the public and media on June 27th there would be no fireworks. The downtown fireworks display had long been associated with the now defunct Taste of Minnesota Festival, which was privately run and drew private corporate sponsors uh, before the death of its co-founder Ron Maddox in 2010. Uh, and then Carter insisted we don't have any resources, which is why we made the decision we did, only for the public to now discover that executives at Highway Federal Credit Union, for example, All right. offered nice to donate $50,000 towards fireworks if the city council could somehow match that amount or someone else could match it. Jane Prince, a city council member, also sent an email to the mayor's office asking to help find donations. Her email was forwarded to Carter, who said he was disinterested. Approaching the pri- in approaching the private sector in light of other initiatives he had planned. I'm moving on from this, and I'm not going to ask anybody uh, for money for it. We'll all be raising money soon for college savings accounts.
1: I uh, don't want to pay that's for somebody's stupid. college. Yeah, that's stupid. I had to pay for my own kid's college. Right, right.
0: Well, College it, savings account. Are you out of your mind? What What does that have to do with fireworks? Right now, before I forget, groin kick the mayor. Give him a groin kick. Just give him one. That deserves this.
1: But let's not stop there. Oh, oh, oh. This is for the fireworks.
2: Oh, oh. Ouch. Here's what I don't understand. If if there, there were willing participants to pay for it, and he put the stop to this, he merely just did it because he was sticking his heels in the ground because he could. I guess, uh,
0: you know, it, it might be a long stretch to say he's not patriotic. That that might be unreasonable.
1: I bet he's patriotic.
0: That might be unreasonable. But I can't, for the life of me, understand what motivated him to not
2: have fireworks. Right. There's no reason.
1: And it seems like so many different departments in the city c- came together. Isn't that what you're supposed to do?
2: Could you imagine let's if he ran down. on a platform where he was anti-fireworks? <laughs> he w- he yeah, would never have gotten elected.
0: One. Well, the when he announced canceling the fireworks... <laughs> He cited general concerns about city spending priorities. But then a month later, he unveiled a 2019 budget proposal that includes an 11.5% increase in the overall city tax levy. Uh, In addition, Carter has backed a number of new initiatives that would likely rely on heavy financial support from the private sector, a $15 minimum wage, a downtown building alliance, and college savings accounts for every St. Paul student. Uh, that's on top of the city's paid sick leave and anti-tobacco efforts. Uh, okay. I've considered the budgetary priorities we manage across our city in the first year of my administration. I have decided I can't in good conscience support spending tax dollars on a fireworks display in St. Paul, he said. Uh, okay. Again, I think, I think it's a, a stretch, I'm trying to. I'm trying to see if I'm missing something here. Should I be applauding him for fiduciary responsibility? Not in this case.
2: I don't think so. Not because he case. wasn't
0: being asked to pay for it. No, it, it was
2: being privately funded, and he still said no.
1: But this is also, and, and where you have to have some give, where mayor has to have some give is. This is something that brings, literally, brings people to downtown together. Spend a little money and in, and enjoy it. And it doesn't make any difference what race or ethnicity
0: or gender you are. Everybody's They're coming. They're just to- fireworks. They're for Bang. everyone.
3: Did you see who he went to for counsel on this? No. Did you see that in the story? No. Uh, he got the opinion of John Marty for some reason. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I, I don't know why. And John Marty, yeah, the career no. uh, legislator, yeah. uh, he applauded Carter's. Yeah, he effort. said, do not have fireworks. You should not. And, you know, don't.
0: I'm sure in Marty's case, he was probably worried about the earth or his dog. Yeah. His Johnny, <laughs> Johnny. Come on. What the hell? Honest to God. Honest to God. Hey. I, I bet you Carter, uh well, it'll be interesting to see what he does next year.
1: Uh, I think there'll be so much pressure that he'll have to. I I agree. Especially I I think there's gonna be people like uh, Highway Credit Union, they're gonna come forth and say, We're in for ten K, we're in for five K, we're in for fifty. Well, you know, God bless the Highway f- Credit Union,
0: but the people it should if they if they want to, you would think the uh the breweries and pubs and restaurants would want to. Take part because, as you say, like the gets people around, gets right. them downtown.
1: They're gonna go down there. Then after the fire or before the fire, going to have something to eat? Then go. Look get- at the success, uh, crashed ice has been. Yeah, the event where you can't see anything. No, you
0: can't <laughs> see a damn thing.
1: But it's still fun and attracts hundred thousand people. Yes, it's Just like the, the time, time I
0: covered the snowmobile race from Winnipeg uh, to St. Paul. Never once saw a snowmobile. <laughs> you'd go to, you'd get transported to a, to their. Uh, to their arrival point on a given day, and then you'd stand there as they came in.
1: Okay, you never say, saw them on the fly. No.
0: Huh. Same with crash dice. I don't know where you'd have to be to actually see it.
1: Maybe sit on the Capitol steps. I don't cathedral.
0: Know. So, well, that's two groin kicks today. That's a that's a new podcast. That's Quite a start. That's a new podcast. Uh, a new podcast record. But I think that uh, uh, both Mike Sedell of the Weather Channel deserved his, and uh, Mayor uh, Carter. Now that we know that you. Uh, rejected uh private funding uh for fireworks uh you also deserved your uh groin kick and
1: there's no way he could hide because they've got those emails saying hey we we've got this here so we can't deny and say well i i just didn't No, he put the kibosh on
0: by the way uh uh frequent not frequent uh, chief offsite correspondent kelsey uh did again what the staff didn't do uh we were talking about the uh the crash of that B-52 bomber in what is now Invergrove Heights uh, in 1958. And we were struggling to uh, pinpoint uh, where that might have been. Mm-hmm. And he looked it up, and it's uh, it would have been just south and east of Inver Hills Community College.
1: Well, in fact, I uh, I got a reply f- from the mayor of South St. Paul, yeah. and he said Invergrove Heights by the water tower near Concord and Highway 55. But it was just a little too late. It was at two o'clock.
0: Yeah, I got that. that Chief offsite correspondent we Kelsey were done by then. Uh, Chief offsite correspondent Kelsey noted the uh, mm. noted the same thing. Got
1: it. Yeah. Before two. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like to. I'd like to see the uh, paper trail. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne. Stay
2: tuned for more. Uh, no. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to. Jer- no, one more time. Hey, this is Ozzy Osborne. And you're listening to Joe.
3: Thank you. Adam. I wonder,
1: if you can, I wonder if you ever learned how to say "sushirin."
0: I don't think you did. He
1: just could say "Joe," and then he just bailed on
0: it. You know, God knows we uh, we provide enough sports content here in this building, mm-hmm. but I, I can't help but want to discuss the Vikings game for a moment. Uh, you got to get rid of that kicker today, Daniel Carlson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who you bring back, Uh, but if you're an NFL kicker, I think he was the highest drafted kicker in the team's history, right? Yes, Yes, he was
1: fifth round, and Mm -hmm. they traded up to get him.
0: Well, in the NFL, you got to make a 35-yard field goal.
2: It's shorter than an extra
0: point. That's that's a a chip shot for a pro. You'd think. He missed three yesterday. Yeah, he did. Two in overtime. After a miraculous
1: tie game at what twenty nine twenty nine? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, when they had the Clay Matthews um, roughing the passer, mm-hmm. as soon as they intercepted, I picked up the TV remote and I was going to hit TV, and I for some reason set it down and didn't turn it off. But I left the room, mm-hmm. and then went came back in and said, "Why do we have the ball again?" I missed that whole play. But Clay Matthews has a very good point. It shouldn't it's, have been. A, it's but, ruining. But the, yeah, but on Aaron Rodgers. It was the same thing. They called a couple that, and if they're going to call it, they have to call it either call them all or don't
2: call Both them teams all. had I, uh, bad roughing the passer calls, but that is now football in 2018, unfortunately. Wow, and
1: Matthews wasn't even bad. He I missed.
2: Uh, neither was Kendrick's. Neither one of them were bad. I missed the, uh,
0: the tying drive uh, because a child, uh, there's a big rock in our yard that has an indentation in it that holds water. And this is where the kid goes, and she thinks she's going to make soup, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So she got. So she's. You mean like a pool, or you mean like a? So no, it's a little hole in the rock, and it holds. Water. Oh, okay. Okay. And I tried to tell her, look, I I got to watch this. I got to see the ending of this. And she goes, no, you got to see what I found. You got some soup. You got to see what I found. And
2: and sure enough, well, wait a minute. Don't you have a pause function on your TV?
3: Oh God. Um,
2: don't with don't start, don't, start, don't start that. with that. Yeah right. Don't okay. Don't do so that. I'm, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, just only because I get interrupted by the boys all the time. Well,
0: this was in the garage. I don't know if that TV has. Oh, okay. I was not going to go in a house on a day like yesterday. All right. So I got it there, and I'm thinking, geez, I got to see this. What if they? What if they tie it up? Right. But the kid drags me out there because, and I, I gave her a magnifying glass, and she's she's now studying this pool of water, and sure enough, there appeared to be tadpoles in there. Could that be? Oh well, sure. Yes. You can get
1: them. Or like mosquitoes are well, but they look like tadpoles, huh? Swimming yes, around. Yes. Tiny, very tiny. Uh, yeah, that can happen. So th-
0: I'm, you know, I'm out there doing a nature study. Right. And, and uh here comes cousins driving the club down the field. And I never did see the tying the tying drive.
2: The catch that Thielen oh, made was pretty impressive. Incredible. And I did throw. see I did see the and botched the throw, yeah. field
0: goals. Because by then we were, I pretty much talked her out of the idea that the tadpoles needed any additional study. <laughs> so
2: riddle me this, then. Are the tadpoles now in a large container inside the home?
0: No, I, I convinced her that we didn't want those. Uh, ah. She was thinking about keeping them as a pet. Sure, that's said, the next uh, step. Uh, uh-huh. I think I think we'll... Uh,
1: Pretty soon sure you get four frogs for dinner. Yeah, you don't want that as a pet. <laughs> right, you don't right. want that as a pet. And
0: then the other sports note was, how about uh, Avante Davis? Yeah. yeah. Goes in at halftime... <laughs> Uh, as Buffalo, he plays for Buffalo. As they're losing, uh, well, they lost thirty-one to twenty to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He retired at halftime. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I
3: think I'm. Dying. I think that's just that's I think that's fabulous. <laughs> it seemed his reasons seem very honest too. Very just, you know.
2: I, I just can't play I can't, anymore. I can't do it. I can't anymore. be out here. I just, I really shouldn't be out here.
3: <laughs> but what when you give him the old hey, is uh, he
0: coming? What's a two-time Pro Bowler? He's thirty. Uh, he'd been with the Dolphins.
3: And uh, I didn't see his quote where he uh, said, "I can't be out here anymore." He released a statement. Uh, NFL released it for him. The league. It was mm-hmm. very heartfelt and very. You know, I apologize. His to teammates, teammates were not happy yeah. though.
2: <laughs> no. One was uh, was it Lorenzo Alexander, the linebacker, who just said uh, he just quit on us. He didn't say anything to his teammates. He just literally put on Dressed his street clothes and left.
0: Well, do you think he, had, he checked out? Do you think yeah. he had an awakening about his
2: health? I think he realized that this might be his last year, and Buffalo is god-awful. And he said, why am I doing yeah. this to And myself? he kind
3: of kind of couched it, and he thought uh, perhaps he just couldn't play to the level he wanted to anymore. Yeah. And just thought it was time to. But oh, he
2: should have thought- done the, oh, my knee, ah!
0: <laughs> oh, I thought it was fantastic. I just thought it was fantastic. Say, I, we have to discuss. Well, how much money is he giving away? You know what uh, we got coming up a couple mil. You've been hearing the voice of Johnny Height. We have the Johnny Height news segment coming up, right? Yeah. Hmm. Certainly All right. Let's uh, let's bring John in and get him settled behind his John Height uh, microphone.
3: John Haidt. Thank you, Joe. Uh, as you talked about last segment, the Vikings presumably looking for a new kicker today. Uh, their guy, Daniel Carlson, missing three field goals in yesterday's game with the Packers. Two of them in overtime ended 29-29. That's the first time you see, ever in NFL history a game ended with that score. Really? 29-29. to 29. Huh. How mm-hmm. common are ties? Yeah, well, they used to be more common, but... Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Well, there was uh, one last week. Pittsburgh yep. and Cleveland tied. And two this, in fact, uh, the Sports Pickle had a great tweet yesterday because uh, the Browns had tied Pittsburgh in the first game, and they were tied with New yeah. Orleans at the very end of the game. And the Sports Pickle said Cleveland will be the first <laughs> team to go 0-0 in 16.
3: <laughs> uh, Vikings will play the Bills at U.S. Bank Stadium. Opening line on that one Oh next God!
2: Week? Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Well, it's at least double digits. Is it, it, is digits. Is it 13? It's, it's 16 and a half oh, points. How can I that still think. be on the board? Won't they oh. take it off the
1: board soon? Well, know. you're not
2: going to make any money if you bet the Vikings. Yeah. Uh,
3: it probably mm. nobody was really worried about it, but the Twins can no longer uh, win the division. Uh, Cleveland, you don't say. Cleveland <laughs> clinching over the weekend. Uh, twins are in Detroit to open up a series. Uh, they'll be going uh, uh, this week twice. They're going to use the old opener thing where they throw the guy for an inning or two. Yeah. Uh, Manager Molitor announced it. It's working him. well, huh? announcing over the weekend, that'll happen and the first time they'll do it. Uh, is In Kansas game. City, that's where they were over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. They uh-huh. won yesterday. Yes. Yeah.
0: And then they dressed up like horses. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that's you know the what? old rookie No, hazing. you don't do that. You, you don't dress up and pretend you're riding a hobby horse with your uh, with your jockey blouse on,
1: right? We're playing baseball here. Let's, let's, you know, let's go back to the locker room and think about it. Yeah,
3: our old uh, pal Patrick. Yeah, tweeted, <laughs> tweeted. It's only fitting that they did that since they've been playing like horses, right? Leaps for right. Most of the season. <laughs> News notes from today. Uh, Democrats, of course, have had the Minnesota Attorney General Office for a long time, 47 years to be exact. But a new KSTP Survey USA poll says Democrat Keith Ellison and Republican Doug Wardlow are deadlocked at 41 percent each. You're a terrible mistake to go with Ellison, especially it's a terrible
0: mistake by the left to ignore the allegations of
3: uh, domestic violence. Uh, Steve Shire, political scientist, said it's anybody's race. He said Ellison is vulnerable in a way other Democrats have not been for the position. He said largely due to those allegations of domestic abuse made against Ellison by a former girlfriend. Uh, When asked if the allegations are a factor and whether they vote for Ellison, 40 percent said yes, they are a factor. 39 percent said they're not. The other 21 percent said they're not sure. Despite the allegations, Ellison has a big lead among female likely voters, 49 percent. To 31 percent, Wardlow leads among men. 51 to 34. Rook, didn't you and
2: I sit next to Steve Shire at the Christmas party one year?
1: Steve is a very big fan of garage. Yeah, Logic. that's right Yeah, uh, he is a huge fan.
0: Oh, good.
3: A U.S. Border Patrol supervisor who confessed to killing four women and assaulting a fifth, who managed to escape, remains in jail this morning. Juan David Ortiz is being held in Laredo on two and a half million dollars bond, four counts of murder, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and unlawful restraint. According to affidavits, the 35 year old Ortiz provided a voluntary verbal confession over the weekend in the deaths of the women. He was arrested today after being found hiding in a truck in a hotel parking lot in Laredo about two in the morning Saturday, capping what investigators portrayed as a 10 day string of violence. Webb County District Attorney Isidara Alanez said the investigators consider this to be a serial killer case. Alanez well, describes how the Customs and Border Patrol supervisor continued going to work as usual throughout the time. He said as law enforcement was looking for the killer, he would be reporting to work every day like normal. It all began wow. with the discovery September 4th of the body of 29-year-old Melissa Ramirez. According to court records, Ortiz said he killed Ramirez a day earlier like the other victims, Ramirez was shot in the head and left in a road in rural Northwest Webb. County authorities say they think Ortiz acted alone. Storm-weary residents of North Carolina struggling today to get out of the grip of Florence, the lingering storm that's closed more than hundred roads, cut off power to about half a million homes and businesses, and cut off the city of Wilmington from the world. At least 17 people have died. The hurricane-turned-tropical depression that dumped 30 inches of rain in parts of the state since last week. In Wilmington, officials were planning for food and water to be flown into the coastal city of almost 120,000 people. The National Weather Service says they've measured 23.59 inches of rain at the city's airport since Thursday. Woody White is chairman of the Board of Commissioners of New Hanover County. He said, there is no access to Wilmington. All of our roads are flooded. Did Johnny? You- Yes. Do you uh, take a daily aspirin?
0: Uh, yes. Low dose? Uh, no, I take a high dose, actually. Uh, well, you see the latest study? Which one now? It's meaningless. Uh, a large clinical trial involving participants in Australia <laughs> and the United States found a daily low-dose aspirin had no effect on prolonging life in healthy elderly people. It also showed a higher rate of suffering from a major hemorrhage. Everything we've been taught, uh, told about a daily low-dose aspirin apparently now is out the window.
1: Hmm. And a low-dose aspirin is supposed to keep your blood somewhat thinner, not, you know, like Coumadin, but...
0: yes, I, No, and, uh, boy, I sure noticed the bleeding. I, yeah. I, I have random Sushiray bleeding if I bump my arm against something. Right. Uh, Uh, The results showed uh, aspirin had no impact on whether people would suffer from dementia or disability. 90% of the people who took aspirin remained alive with no persistent physical disability or dementia compared with uh, 90.3% of the people who took aspirin remained alive, while 90.5% of the people on the placebo uh, also did. So it's... it's, uh,
2: Huh. So you got that going for yeah. you. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I actually, I, I'm going with my cardiologist, though. He said take the big one. <coughs> over, big Joe? Way. Take the <laughs> right. big one every day. I can't, no. I can't imagine you would go with your cardiologist. The the this, my guy's in on the oath. Yeah. You know the oath, huh? Are you? <laughs> uh, did you guys see the pictures of the squirrels in Wisconsin? No. Yeah, explain that to me. Wisconsin. You, chief off correspondent Kelsey also provided that story. It's like some sort of knot. Yep, Wisconsin Humane Society posted on Facebook a picture. Someone brought five squirrels in Saturday after their ter- tails became entangled. They said, you can imagine. It was that kind of party. One hell of a squirrel well, party, I'll tell you that. <laughs> now, uh, Should have seen the nuts. Hang on now, because I thought the same thing, but uh-huh. these were babies, baby squirrels. Oh, yeah. From can. the same and, family? Well, Th- yes, the they were in the same. Uh, and there's the
0: s- a name for that knot. Is there really? Yeah the 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 Gordian knot or something like
3: that. I, uh, Goor- I think a Gordian knot is is isn't that an expression for a, a tough tough I don't, tangle I don't know. of any sort. In, o- in, in other words, John, uh, at birth they were entangled. Nope. Oh, they were in their nest. According to I had to look this up because I thought, well, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. And apparently it happens when uh, squirrels are in close proximity, and uh, this they assume happened in the nest. The five were you know, wrestling around, that kind of thing. Sure. Everything became entangled. Mommy and Daddy were wrestling. Well, there's a
0: reason uh, that you describe uh, behavior as acting squirrely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. It took 20 minutes to untangle the tails, according to the Humane uh, Society's (laughs) post. Squirrels will need to be monitored for a couple of days to watch for something called tail... Necrosis, sure. which means the tail dies oh. and has to be cut off. Who basically.
0: in the hell cares? We're not short of squirrels. Well,
3: but that's no, what we they communicate. That's well, what they get shake a squirrel. Their I can get you a squirrel by I three o'clock. A squirrel. Or tail. a tail. <laughs> excuse me. Huh? Yeah. Uh, speaking of animals, public safety and circus officials didn't immediately know what startled a camel who ended up hurting seven kids. Happened in Pittsburgh. The camel started bucking during the Pittsburgh Circus. I didn't know camels could buck. I didn't either. (laughs) Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reports two children and an adult were riding the camel during an intermission at the Shrine Circus at PPG Paints Arena when the camel became startled. Newspaper says one child's arm was broken, which appeared to be the most serious injury. The child was taken to a hospital, along with five other kids and one adult. happened about 3.30 in the afternoon as people were buying rides on tethered camels, ponies, or elephants led by handlers. The camel was brought under control. The circus resumed. Public safety and circus officials didn't immediately know it startled the camera, but one witness told the station a child apparently picked up one of the shovels they used to clean up after the animals <laughs> and threw it at the camel's feet. Ooh, probably well, like that. That. that would account for the animal being somewhat disturbed. Yes, Startled, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Coca-Cola, the world's largest beverage company, may be the next industry giant to jump into the cannabis drinks business. Coke says it's monitoring the industry and is interested in drinks infused with CBD, that is the non-psychoactive ingredient in marijuana that treats pain but doesn't get you high. The Atlanta-based soft drinks maker is in talks with Canadian marijuana producer Aurora
2: Cannabis to develop the beverages. Then what's the point? Well, is it so it's just a marketing sure. s- scheme as well? Yeah, well there's yeah. There's yeah. There's all sorts of There's stuff people, like that. There's people who, yeah, take CBD, I know, for pain. I suppose, yeah, you're right. Uh, pain
3: control in various ways. So uh, Kent Landers with Coca-Cola. Say, oh, we, I got glaucoma. Right. What do <laughs> you have today? It, it what what do you have today, uh, Chris? Uh, CBD. See, today I'll have... Um... CBD does not get you high. Got it. See, that's, oh, okay. that's kind of the
0: point there. I told you I knew a guy who said uh, he thinks he has immaculate degeneration. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Okay, Johnny, thank you. You bet. I have to talk about uh, Kavanaugh coming up.